Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What? Welcome to this place. I'll show you everything with arms wide open. Oh, now what? Well, stop yawning, Holden. I'm yawning. Now I'm tired. It's sucking my energy I'm away from you, energy vampire. I'm like, I have yawn cries right now. Yawn tears. I'm st- I am giving you the performance of a lifetime over here. <laughs> Better than Scott Sapp could have ever fucking asked for. And you're yawning. I think you're yawning through it. I'll just continue to sip on my cocktail made of gin, Saint Germain, and grapefruit juice. Ew. What, what are you eating? Don't say things you can't take back. That sounds delicious. That's nice. <laughs> don't yeah, say it's good. Things you can't take looks back. like cloudy piss, right? It's it yum. does look like cloudy piss, you piss drinker. Also, don't say that. It looks like Snoop Dogg's pee pee. Um, <laughs> well, welcome. Since my perfect performance was ruined by Mr. Clinks a lot over there, that means you're an alcoholic. So that's what your new you name what? is, Mr. Yes, I have a drink for page seven. I don't drink for any podcast, but you ladies want to have make it like a happy hour situation. Yeah, we were, and then we then we got over it. Now, okay, we, now it's Jackie only is on a dime. Let's just get it out of the way. Jackie is. I'm going to use the Jackie's, word unhinged. Jackie's mad. Mad uh, with hunger. She decided to not just cut sugar out of her diet, but what exactly does this cleanse diet consist of that we are all victims of? I'm eating only vegetables. I'm eating only vegetables, nothing on the vegetables. I'm not supposed to be talking about it on here. I promised Jeff I wouldn't talk about it on <laughs> I'm here. I'm sorry, I didn't but, mean to bring it up. You didn't tell me I couldn't bring it up. Well, the problem is, is that it's difficult. If you guys know, everyone knows me. You guys listen to me all the time. I'm more on edge. You're going to be like, what is wrong with Jackie? Don't you have COVID? I don't have COVID. I'm just mad. Mad. I'm angry. I want sugar, and everything's gonna be fine. It just apparently you just needs the first three days are just bad. <laughs> you just the first three days are bad. So, right yes, now. You, you like, went through eight emotions just then. You're, so and you're having out. a conversation with you're having a conversation with no one right now. Like it is <laughs> terrifying. And how are we supposed to talk? We have so much we have to talk about. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. 
being fun. <laughs> but I how just, we I can't to do hide that? it. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I am the first person in anyone's life that I can't hide how I feel. How I feel is out there. So this is what we're dealing with today. And everyone's along for the ride. Are you strapped in? <laughs> No, I feel like I'm going up the roller coaster, and I'm like, "Oh my god, my harness doesn't work. It's not working." I'm like, Oops, trying to show not the all person the controlling in? the ride that the harness doesn't work. <laughs> oh my god, have you ever had that before? No, but I, I, that happened to somebody on my roller coaster. I was on the Carolina Cyclone at Paramount's Carowinds, and the guy we were going click, click, click up the hill. And this is a roller coaster that did loop de loops, oh that god. did twirly twirls. And everything, and there's a big drop right at first, and we're going up slowly up, you no. know how they do, to build the tension, and you just yeah. saw this guy in front of you just going, no. it's not working! <laughs> and then they stopped, they stopped <gasps> the roller coaster, they stopped the roller coaster, we had to get out like one at a time and walk all the way down the stairs. So scary. Yeah. But can you imagine what that man was going? Like I would, I would be screaming bloody I would never ride murder. another roller coaster for the no, rest of, of my life. No, of course not. No. Of course. Wow. No. Yeah, I, uh, wow. it was, but, but of course, cause I was a little kid, <laughs> we were like psyched. It was like a cool, crazy, cool thing that was going on. For us, and we got like some pat, like free passes and stuff, and we got to you go. You fucking get, should. We got free funnel cakes afterwards. Meanwhile, which is nice. I want to hear that man tell his version of the story, and I hope that he's uh, laughing yeah. as much as we are. But something tells me that he maybe has never recovered. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> I will go ahead and say this is not. I don't want anyone to feel that I, I, I am shaming them for not. I, I just couldn't. I actually couldn't put any of my clothes on anymore. And, um, you know, when you hit that point in quarantine, when it's everything's like, quarantine, wait, quarantine, wait. And then it's like, oh, no, none of my clothes fit. So, you know, sometimes you got to do something drastic. You know, you got to flip a switch. Hey, I talk about and talk about flipping a switch. I was going to bring this up. We were talking about it before. I said, let's save it for the podcast. Here's a little check in in my neck of the woods, because I'm going to say right now that, yes, I do consider myself luckier to have a significant other in my life Whoa. during this. What? <laughs> Very scary. That comes Very with its. Scary. That comes with its. All I'm saying is that comes with its own troubles, right? Oh, Lexi's walking past. Is she leaving? <laughs> Do you have to wait for her to leave? Because I can, I can feel her energy. This is the question I ask her every day when she goes on a walk. Are you leaving me for the next half hour or for the rest of my life? <laughs> Rest of, she my says life. rest of my life. She says rest of my life. Today's the day. She's walking to LA. Then I guess I can really spill the beans <laughs> of what we fought about. No, but we were like kind of getting at each other's throats. And we, on Sunday night, we fixed it by buying a puppy. No, we fixed it by uh, having a date night. We both got really dressed up. I lit a bunch of candles. I put on the jazz music. We were dressed really fancy. Like I was going to a really nice restaurant. I, I played bartender all night. I mixed her cocktails all night, gave her the massage, cooked her a nice dinner, did the whole shebang, right? We did kind of whatever she wanted to do. We played some games. We, like, watched some stuff on the TV and just brought the love back in because everybody's getting lazy at this stage, right? Like, a little bit. Or getting a little comfortable with, with mm -hmm. quarantine a little bit. I feel like we, we've gone through the, the seven stages of grief with quarantine and we're mm -hmm. all accepted it at this point, or most mm -hmm. of us have accepted it at this point. But then there's complacency that comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't have the motivation to dress up because you're like, oh, I'm going to a nice restaurant, so I'm going to dress up. But like, you have to still 
do stuff like that. And you have to bring the love back in. And it really fixed everything. <laughs> Ew, he's grinning like a little <laughs> chub chub over there. <laughs> well, you want to talk about something that's making, I, I just immediately sent it to you guys. Because an amazing person sent it to me on Instagram. If you want to get upset, Molly Neffel. Molly Neffel, if you'd like to get upset with me, did you see the link I just sent you about how we can finally it is it has been Hell it yeah. has been confirmed yep. that Riverdale is having a significant time jump between now <laughs> and season five. I am in love with this. Of course, I broke this story to you guys live on page seven yeah. uh, as part of my blind items. By far my favorite blind item I've ever given to you guys. How many <laughs> years are we talking? Five years? Is it really going to be five years? Who knows? Several years, apparently. Fuck off Riverdale Jackie we have I, to this is this is it we have to stop we cannot how many or let me revise the statement and turn it into a question how many episodes do we have to watch before we can stop is it the whole I don't season know. <laughs> because I'm we're gonna be so <laughs> I mad no how can we afford to be madder than we are now you're already hopping mad you can't see straight because you're only eating vegetables it's the vegetables <laughs> that are the problem <laughs> you, got, you gotta be done with this fast by the time this season comes out I'm already too mad at Riverdale to get madder but I'm a five-year time jump to be the age of the actual actors is going to be just so much worse in every way. <laughs> Um, so that's what I wanted to ask you guys. What makes you so mad about this time jump? Is it just that you need it to be a high school show? I just feel like it's just like they are in the same boat where it's like, I feel like everyone threw an ideas into a hat and they pulled out this idea. And they're like, all right, cool. Let's go there. What about all of the plot lines we're in the middle of? By the way, it does say uh, the length of the time jump being considered is in the neighborhood of five years. Has anyone ever done a time jump? Has any show ever done a five-year time jump from one season to another <laughs> with success? If so, I will open my mind to it. What show? I mean, I don't know what show that has ever done a time jump. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be done. It's not supposed to be done. Not that this is uh, makes it good, but I feel like this is the idea, right? Is that they can essentially reboot the franchise without having to recast the franchise. Correct. You dig? Yes. It has gone so off the rails. Yeah. And it's a great cast. I mean, I guess it is the kind of thing where we keep screaming about how with Friday Night Lights, they got rid of season two of Friday Night Lights and just like squashed all of the plot lines that they had had, right? So I guess this is their version of doing that. I'm immediately looking up which shows have the best and the worst time jumps. It seems it's a lot of shows I've never watched. I never got into Glee. I just, I just didn't. I just didn't. And I remember Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec did the time jump. Going to go ahead and throw it out there. Didn't really enjoy it. And that's someone coming from someone that loves Parks and Rec. Yeah. Right. Oh, they did do it. They huh. did do the time jump. Huh. And what what essentially was the result of the time jump in terms kids. of what? Kids. I remember, I remember they had kids. I remember it was just, you know. Really? It was, but it was that last season where I just feel like it was like, 
I feel like it's almost jumping the shark, and I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hot water for saying this, but Why? I didn't really like the last season. Yes, it, well, I, I think also a lot of people feel that. It was like it was also explaining too, like where Chris Pratt went away, loss of the weight got really, really toned muscle because he's you know doing all of his superhero bullshit or whatever. And so it's like, it explains all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, there are many shows where the last season sucks ass. And I don't think it means any reflection on uh, the shows themselves. At least the last season sucks ass. I mean, there's a lot of shows where many of their later seasons suck ass. But like, I don't even remember Parks. I liked Parks and Rec, but I didn't, I, like, I don't think that I've like, have enough of an encyclopedic knowledge of it to like, have sat down and watched it all the way through and I don't really know if I've even seen the last season but like the it's the last a uh, time jump is the last refuge of a scoundrel there is no t- way that you do that unless you know that you're just fucking off the rails anyway and you got nothing to lose like well I got yeah. I, I, I no no there's one more step that you're forgetting and that is going to definitely be a talking dog <laughs> a talking dog <laughs> is always the sign married with children did it it's either that or like a cute, lovable sidekick, like Scrappy yeah. Do, uh-huh. that everyone hates. Yeah, a love, lovable in air quotes because everyone actually hates it. Mm-hmm. Or, or the Green Martian and the Flintstones. Same with Arrested Development. I forgot about Arrested Development's time jump. And I love Arrested Development, but yeah. still, it was just kind of. Ugh, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it's, it's probably not a good idea. Uh, for sure, and I think that a big part of what's fun about it for you guys is actually the high school stuff. Exactly. I'm not trying to watch a show about a bunch of people in their early 20s. Yeah, that's when it gets annoying. It's like, oh, I'm just this rich 21-year-old in the city. Ugh, life's so Honestly, hard. it's why I couldn't really get into Katie Keene. Right. I want to be into Katie Keene, but I'm not really into it as much. I like the parents. I want the parents involved. That's the thing. The best thing about Riverdale is the parents. There's no question about it. Any episode that relies heavily on uh, any scenes involving all of the parents coming in and kicking ass and taking names is the best ones. The kids are, in my opinion, too young to really be, even though they're all like 26, like they're too young to to really be that uh, attractive to me. And they're also just all dumb as rocks. And like... <laughs> The fun thing about Riverdale is that they basically were like, okay, what if we took all of the heartthrobs, even though I think it is a show for young people, but that the this is something that Jackie and I discuss frequently. Is it a show for young people or isn't it? But right. the fun thing that they did, I think, for people our age is that they were just like, okay, what if we just took all the people who were hot teens in the 90s and we just only cast as adults. The only adults in this universe are people who were famous hot teens in the 90s. Great choice. Yeah. So It's smart. a great choice. Molly Ringwald from the 80s. But like Skeet Ulrich, Luke Perry, obviously, uh, that guy from One Tree Hill. It's just like a, it's like so Chad fun. Michael Murray, you mean? Chad Michael Murray. And so like <laughs> that, like, like I'm really not there for KJ Apa. You know, I'm there for the the you know, thirst trap grownups. Right. And that's why I don't know what's going to, I mean, we're going to keep watching it. You know, we're going to keep watching it. Predictions. Any predictions? I don't know. Who knows? It's impossible. Holden, you don't even understand. (laughs) The, this show, this show has had fucking organ harvesting. (laughs) It has had, uh, it has had like, uh, uh, secret, 
coven of nuns who are there's drugging the cult, children. <laughs> there's, there's the reanimated corpse. There, there has had I a mean, reanimated corpse. The people get maple boarded where they're <laughs> held down with things over their face and, and maple it, syrup is poured on their heads. Just, it has had like four serial killers. The main character has been buried alive and attacked by a bear. Attacked by a bear. There's a mommy that lives under the stairs that has to wear a doll mask at all times. <laughs> it is like, I mean, there's just anything could happen. Who knows? Anything could happen. Right. Anything can happen. I feel like you guys should get together and write the most batshit crazy spec script for the first episode of this next season's time jump. That is a fun uh, idea, actually. I, I would, do would that. love <laughs> to do that. And I guess we could definitely be doing that, which I had to send you guys this. Because if there is something that screams Holden McNeely, it is the idea that a makeup company is going to be releasing a Chipotle line of makeup. Oh. I love it. I'm throwing this out there, truly uh, disgusting. That is truly, dis- I think it's disgusting. It it's makes me think fun. of I'm going to be taking, I'm going to be smearing the liquid that is squeezed out of my body. And I'm talking about downstairs. And you know I don't like talking about downstairs. Yes, yeah, sloppers for sure. It feels like your sloppers are going to be smeared on your face. And I don't want my sloppers smeared on my face. First of all, kudos to the design people. The makeup bag that they're selling, this ELF or Elf or Eyes elf, Lips yeah, face. Yeah, Elf makeup, yeah. Chipotle. The, the makeup bag looks like a wrapped up burrito in tinfoil, which is <laughs> an excellent choice because I love Truly that part of it. disgusting. I'm so sad. I, I, I haven't had Chipotle. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, I feel like I may be having the hardest time dealing with things right now because I haven't had Chipotle <laughs> since like well before. What do we do? I think that's the last time I went into, New York, into Manhattan. Chipotle I would make Chipotle. you sick before we even had COVID. So, that's the thing. You know. <laughs> that's the thing. But it cleanses as well. What do you got to lose? You know, go get a Chipotle. It's just, it comes, it, it just seems like, now I don't know the names of everything yet, but it's like, sure, an ice cream themed eyeshadow palette, I get it. Lip balm, but it's like, I draw the line at burrito schmear makeup. And I don't understand why Chipotle teamed up with the makeup company. First of all, there's so many different ingredients that go into Chipotle. You, you It's such a variety of stuff. None of them are ice cream. And the lip balm that tastes like watermelon, I you definitely cannot get watermelon. What what about like a margarita lip balm or something like? You can get a margarita at Chipotle. The fuck's going on here? Yeah, stay on brand. No, dude, I don't know what is gonna happen with it. I just know that it makes me the opposite of how I feel whenever I look at Anthony Hopkins' social media presence. I have to bring this up because again, I feel like I've I've, I've begged. If you're listening to this. Please look up Anthony Hopkins. He's now just joined TikTok. He decided to learn the viral dance for Tootsie Slide. He does the dance, but then also, for some reason, very weirdly aggressively, is like is calling out Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger to also join TikTok and do dance battles with him. How do you not love this man? What's his name? Niblo. The little cat, when he's playing the piano and the Niblo comes, and goes, oh, Niblo's come to enjoy uh, the festivities today. And then he keeps playing the piano. I'm obsessed with Anthony Hopkins. And no, this time it has nothing to do with Legends of the Fall. And you don't think he is sort of losing his mind at all in any way? Who isn't, man? <laughs> Who the fuck isn't? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll take that. 
Uh, it's very cute. Was he challenging them to a dance contest, or was he not just, like, holding his fists up and being like, Ah, Rocky! Rocky! <laughs> I... I don't, I mean, I think that he wants them to also join. I'm fairly sure. Yeah, it's like, you're like, he challenged them to a dance contest. It's like, I don't think so. I think what he did was he did a weird dance to that song. It's and then so just cute. over and over again, kept saying, uh, I'll be back. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and, then, and then acting like a boxer, just saying, Stallone, Rocky, Stallone. Which I, I don't think it, he is maybe all there right going on right now. I'm just going to throw it out there. How dare you? How fucking dare you? I don't know what. Honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do whenever he goes. Because I love, especially he's with great. this. I mean, he's just amazing. Have I told you guys about the movie Magic? That he's in, I can't remember if I've talked about it on the show before. There is this yeah. movie called Magic. It is from 1978. It is Anthony Hopkins, and he is a uh, what is it? He's a puppet. It's a puppet man. He's a puppet man. Oh, what this is, is like called? great for uh, Molly. Molly. My wheelhouse. Look at this puppet. I looked it up. Uh, images of it. Wow. What? How? It's so weird to see him that young. That young. Wow. Anthony Hopkins and Margaret and Burgess Meredith are in this movie where he is a puppetman. What are they called? Puppeteer. Puppeteer. A pu- he's a puppeteer. And he's like a professional puppetman. And he needs oh, he's a, a ventriloquist. Break. Yeah, he's a ventriloquist. That's the word. He's got his ventriloquist dummy. And so the movie is actually a psychological horror that where he goes like the puppet wants to kill his girlfriend who he's like falling in love with and he goes out to the middle of nowhere to get away from everyone because he just needs a break from being so famous for being a puppetman. It's on Shudder. It's, uh, we put it on as a, as a folly, as a lark folly, but it's great. Is it scary? Yes. Oh, very, okay. and it's upsetting more than anything. And not like, it's not grotesque. It's not really that violent, if I recall. It's just very upsetting. Wait a minute. I'm so confused by this because Anthony Hopkins <laughs> in 1978 looked like he's about 10 years old. Yeah. What year was Silence of the Lambs made? Because... It looks like it was made in 1991. He looks five decades older. So he's four. It was like 14 years later. He looks so young and kind of cute. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> forget how dreamy his eyes are. He's got a bit right? of a like, he's got kind of like a hotter Mark Hamill thing going on. Yeah, I want to drink him like a hop tail. You know what well, I mean? Well, I know you're really enjoying this right now, but I just want to say this phrase just to bring you back down to earth a little bit. Five year time jump. <laughs> <laughs> where are all the parents gonna go? I don't uh, understand. Like they've just created all of these storylines. What is possibly going to happen? How are they yeah. going to possibly wrap up all of the storylines? Yeah. Well, they're all gonna go to New York, right? Probably. Uh, and I no, they're that... all going to different schools. So I get why they have to do the time jump. I'm sorry, I shouldn't yell. Uh, it's I have no sugar in my body. Is Jughead and Blondie still uh, together at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I bet they will, at the beginning of next season, have been broken up for, like, a few years. Definitely. I bet that will definitely be one of the things, and then it'll be about them getting back together. Oh, but then do you think it's going to be Barchy time, Jackie? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Well, they've already, so Holden, uh, they've already, they have been flirting with Barchy and bringing back the Betty Archie plot line. So okay. it could be... That maybe you know who ha- who They're knows married. Yeah, oh, not by you're totally going to be some shit like that. You're right. Married. Yes, you're Archie totally right. Is married. You don't do a time jump. You know what's another show that did a time jump, and I don't know if it really counts because it was an actual in real time jump. Fuller House. <laughs> uh, 
is a real time. <laughs> but joke. you loved Fuller House. I do though. love you Fuller loved House, it. and I love Fuller House. I have watched the first three seasons of Fuller House. Have not watched season four. That's so different, though. Too. That is like you can really you can absolutely look at those as two different entities. Yeah. Whereas this is not that. This yeah. is like the same show, just. With a five-year, I bet someone. Who do you think has a kid by the time by the time the show picks Reggie. up? Reggie, right? Yeah, I mean, but you're right. They're gonna be married. It's the the thing that full the way the reason I thought of it. The thing that Fuller House and a five-year time jump of Riverdale have in common is that they're trying to resurrect a dead body. You know, you cannot. Did I watch Fuller House? Yes, but is it a good show? No, not that Full House was a good show either. But like, you just can't, you're just doing CPR on a dead person. You can't make it happen, you know? And that's what, that's what a five-year time jump in Riverdale is. There is no way to experience a five-year time jump in Riverdale without just admitting everybody is dead. Oh, that'd be amazing though. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great though? If Cheryl and Tony were married and then they adopted the twins, when they they adopt Dagwood and Juniper from uh, Cheryl's sister, who Lord knows where the fuck she's been. <laughs> Certainly not around right now. I bet that Josie and Juggy. Josie's not even around anymore. You wouldn't even understand. Josie did a crossover. Is she going to be in the world? She'll be in the world of the next show, though, because aren't they going to go to New York where she's That's a right, because she's in... I'm mad! I'm uh, mad! I cannot believe we're going to have to watch this, Jackie. <laughs> have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm so glad this got confirmed. Man. This was so fun to break to you guys. Unbelievable. You were so pleasurably disappointed by it when I first broke it to you guys. And now that it's finally like most definitely going to happen. I'm sorry, but I'm going to put it out here right now. Don't start a show with characters who are in their sophomore year of high school. You can't do it unless you're planning on committing to ending it when they're seniors. I don't want to know what happens when they go to college. I don't want to know what happens when they graduate from college. Do you remember Boy Meets World? Yes. Boy Meets World didn't survive the jump. It wasn't as good. It got very weird. It got Uh, so uh, weird. Saved by the Bell tried to do college. Absolutely. Saved by the Bell, absolute shit when they went to college. Worse (laughs) when they did the new class, but absolute (laughs) trash. Same cast. Absolute garbage when they went to Trash, college. Man. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. We want high schoolers. We don't want people being uh, a- assholey, irresponsible college or 
uh, young adult people. That, that's annoying to watch. And yes. you know what's a good example of a show that did high school because they acknowledge that kids graduate and then you have to get new characters, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Friday Night Lights. Or, yes. did, you know, Degrassi did the time jump, but they started with the new generation. They yeah. did that same kind of thing where the adults were the were the the kids became the adults and then they had kids it made sense if you're you two are in the writers room with me and you're pitching that idea i would say there is no riverdale without archie there is no riverdale without jughead like you can't you can't do that with this show because the specific show centers around these iconic characters that you can't just replace well you could do you could do this a like 20 year time jump and put them all sure. in, and they're the parents now. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. I would follow that. Yeah. I would definitely yeah, but follow I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch like Cole Sprouse in like aged makeup. You yeah, know? that's the thing. No. It's, oh no, you'd have to you'd have to kind of wait at least ten years even to do that. Yeah. Although I will say how cheeky Cole Sprouse is because on his social media he had a picture where he shaved and he has a, I believe it's like a separated I don't know what they're called what is it called but it's just a mustache and then the uh, and then like a patch of hair on the chin soul patch where it's like um, kind of separate a fogo chin. A fogo chunk, and yeah, he had a fogo chunk, and and then the the caption was, "This is how you uh, like divide your fan base, essentially, because he looks like um, a creepy villain." Yeah, that would be fun. Would him as a creepy villain? Maybe I think I think what I would pitch is some sort of actual time refresh, or why do you even just say the freshman again? It's a new story with the same cast. But we're starting over. I like how you're like, you can't bring in new characters because it's Riverdale and you need Archie. But we could just have them just regenerate in the same bodies. and Regenerate. Put them into some sort of, yeah, some sort of time time Borg. And then they'll go, oh, wee, wee, wah, wah. Make it like Muppet Babies. And they go back to them being babies. Riverdale Babies. Riverdale Babies. The baby version of Riverdale Babies. We're still kissing on each other. Yeah, ew, those babies keep kissing. Make them they stop. keep kissing, and it's very upsetting. <laughs> All these babies are already gay. <laughs> I, I'm fine with it. I think it's great they already know themselves, and I'm proud of them. So the best thing about Riverdale is how gay these babies are. <laughs> how woke those babies are as well. And how woke they are. <laughs> Someone that is not a uh, a baby, he's a full-grown man. Oh, wow, she is getting good at these transitions. Gotta talk about Joe Manganiello. Yes. Have to. I love this. Have to talk about this Thunderbird of a man who I just want to climb like he is the the Great Wall in China. And he is just everything I've ever wanted. And on top of that, which I had no idea, I guess I was living under a hole. Yes, I am talking about Joe Manganiello from True Blood husband of Sofia Vergara, very attractive man. We talked about him in the Pee Wee Herman episode, the Paul Rubens episode, because he was very cheeky and delightful in the latest Pee Wee Herman movie, but also apparently a huge D&D enthusiast. Not only that, but he's had a two and a half year campaign going with Vince Vaughn and Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello and also Game of Thrones co-creator D.B. Weiss. But to the point that he has built a dungeon inside of his basement where they 
clay. He also has a clothing line inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. Isn't that, is he the ultimate nerd boy? Does this make you angry, Holden, that this is actually what a nerd boy can look like? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, no, whatever. Your brother <laughs> minded that. Henry was so mad. I said it to Henry and he's like, he's stealing my culture. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so crazy to see in my lifetime Dungeons and Dragons, video games, all of these things we were so heavily ridiculed for being into sci-fi, Star Wars. All of these things are now totally cool. Yeah, Everybody's dog. doing it. I mean, yeah, dog. I, it's kind of hard. I mean, if you it's at this point I feel like many people have tr at least tried Dungeons and Dragons or a game of its kind. At this point, and to at least understand how it works. I mean, it's amazing, you know? I, I And this is super cool. I, and the cool thing about this, I think, is like, he has this dungeon where literally they can say anything. One, one example is like, a druid transforms someone into a weasel. And he's like, what color weasel? And they're like, uh, red with black stripes. And he goes and gets a little miniature weasel that's red with black stripes and puts it down on the table and look at all his toys I love and his him. awesome maps and stuff i don't I get to play him. with any of that stuff um with uh, by the way uh i on carly's stream carl's bad speed on twitch we do a we're actually doing it this saturday it's called starfinder but it's a sci-fi type of D, D sort of campaign and check it out we're having a lot of fun with it but uh yeah and and if you're curious about getting into a game and even during quarantine times, check out Roll20, I believe .net, but either way, check out Roll20. There are communities out there. You can find games to be a part of or, or create one yourself digitally, and we do it via Zoom. And we were doing that before this happened, so we're still able to do campaigns. And that's what they're doing now to observe social distancing, even Maniello's campaign. But I want to hang out in his dungeon, man, and I hope they get really high in there um, as <laughs> How well. How cute are they? They it's look so like they're awesome having a that, blast. I mean, what a dream to be able to build something. Like, I mean, I even just w wish for the place to keep a puzzle out at all times. But the fact that he can have this entire space, which, like, that's awesome. Live your fucking dream, man. He worked so hard for it. Build that dungeon. I And then it's like, you go down there, which is great. Sofia Vergara can still find him very sexually attractive because he keeps it in the dungeon. Yeah, and... and it was also really inspired. Like, everybody should do a version of this with whatever game. It doesn't matter. Is he was really inspired by watching his grandparents and their friends playing Pinochle as a kid and just seeing them have so much fun. And it's such a community-building thing. And he wanted one for himself as he got older and just took to D&D. &D. But game nights are so important. They, they, they really are, I think, as just a, a way to maintain friendships and build strong bonds as long as it's like not mean see this is my pro i get scared i can't play i can't do it i can't yeah, do it you're too you get too competitive Angry. i don't care like my whole thing is like i feel bad if i win you know what i mean like that's where i'm at i <laughs> stopped it. liking like games because i felt like uh i hate i hate people who are competitive i don't hate people who are competitive let me rephrase that i do not like the feeling you, though, of competition. And when people, for example, in every cooking show I watch, they always say, I'm a very competitive person. Anyone who identifies <laughs> as a competitive person, run. Yeah. Run. 
I uh, feel that is my problem is that I immediately see honestly Holden I think that we because we do I think that actually all three of us could probably play games together because as long as I'm with people that aren't shoving it in my face or yeah. putting me down or making like yeah. if I know that it's like a like oh I'm gonna fucking beat your ass like that kind of yeah. thing I immediately get so angry right so mad yeah yeah but yeah. it's like can't we just all get along the difference between you and me Jackie and how we deal with our emotions is that I just shut down I just I just retreat if somebody is like <laughs> like fucking peacocking about their I'm like alright we'll just forget it I'm like I've always I've not, I don't like games and I've always thought it's because I'm the youngest in the family and when I was a kid and we would play games I would always be the worst at them because I was the youngest because I was eight and I didn't yeah. know any trivia how am I supposed to play Trivial Pursuit and so I would always get very and also I had a terrible frustration tolerance as a kid as I still do and I just got really upset and I would throw a big fit because I would always lose and then everybody would be like oh relax and I'd be like I don't want to relax and so I just like have a really negative I do not like board games but then like sometimes I'll play it like I have a friend who's really into game night and whenever she comes over she's like let's play categories and I always have a good time but I do have a negative association with game nights Maybe that is what it is. Maybe it's because all three of us are the youngest that it really is. It's just immediate upset. But if you have, <laughs> so I will upset. say, that's why so many people flock to D&D. Because if you, unless you have a dickhead G, uh, uh, dungeon master or a bad egg in the group that just is try- just sucks and is trying to bring the whole thing down. But I mean, at this point, we're adults enough to hopefully you don't have those types of people in your basic community. Either way, um, you're working together. It's a co-op game. Yeah. I, I played that one tabletop game, and I loved it. Yeah. My name was Dorothea, and I had all the... I, I was I was a... Uh, I, I forgot what the word is, but no one could ever see that I was around because I was an old woman, so everyone just assumed that I was a nothing, but I would sneak in, and I would go and immediately, like, with my poison darts, start killing everybody, because everyone's like, oh, just this old woman. She's not going to bother anybody, but she was the deadliest. <laughs> But I got to say, though, this game night uh, crew does it's a real roller coaster. It's Vince Vaughn, Tom Morello, uh, a wrestler named Paul the Big Show, right? Who I'm not uh, uh, who I'm not familiar with. Big Show. Uh, Game of Thrones co-creator, D.B. Weiss. But really, the real roller coaster for me was Vince Vaughn and Tom Morello, because I like Tom Morello a (laughs) lot. I think he's like very politically righteous. uh, And I cannot deal with this fun so i'm like so baffled by this little crew that he's got <laughs> well that's the thing too though you you you're not those people when you enter the dungeon you're your uh-huh. character uh-huh. oh don the cop <laughs> um i think that it's very very cute and i think it's very wholesome and um especially with something like this where you sit around a, a, a friend of ours jared logan who's a great comedian great co- writer he was working on this idea and i believe that, that he still is which is so smart and Molly, I feel like it's something that eventually, obviously, in the next, like, five years or so, it's playing these games with kids because it is such a huge, like, it's such a, like, you can do whatever you want. You can, you just have to create these characters and create what's going to happen. And I never really realized that that's what these games were, that whatever you create, whatever you come up with can be. I don't know if I, I I must not have talked about this on the show when it happened, but uh, a couple years ago, a family friend of ours turned eight years old and he was really into Dungeons and Dragons and so he asked uh, if Gideon could dungeon master a game with like ten eight year olds for his birthday party (gasps) 
And awesome. Gideon spent so much time on it. It was like he he was like up all night writing all this stuff, and I was and he did not quite know like the attention span that eight year olds have at like a birthday party. <laughs> it was like a twenty minute game, but he had like he had just like scrolls and scrolls of character uh, development that he had worked I on. Love it. But it was so, so I was funny. like, I'm a, you know, I, I don't uh, enjoy the fantasy. And so I was like uh, a little bit like not super. I was like, oh, I don't want to Dungeon Dragons, not my thing. But of course, I love hanging out with kids and I love imaginative play. And it's a lot like improv, as he has told me, because it's a lot of just it really is mutual creation. Yeah, it's a lot of improv. And it was really cute to watch the eight year olds play. They were like so, so hype. And it was actually extremely sweet to see. Uh, like it's yeah, it's like it's like a it's like creative writing, improv, collaboration, uh, yep. all together. Like, and so I totally get it. Mixed, mixed with game mechanics and stuff. Yeah. So you can be really, you can be really nerdy and technical about it if that's your thing, or you can just enjoy the storytelling and character stuff if that's your thing. You know what you got to do, Molly? You got to bring out Charles MacArthur, right? Charles MacArthur? <laughs> Charlie McCarthy. Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> I was close. Dummy. I don't know if he would have. What you think that he you think that he wants to play? Maybe you don't want to play, but maybe he wants to play. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Although that is a great horror movie. You write that about where it's like, oh, we were just playing D and D, but then the the puppet became the character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a combination of 1978's magic and uh, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> very scary. Very scary. Is it as scary as this celebrity conspiracy? Ooh! I don't know. Who is it today? Who's trying to lie to us, Holden? And we could be 40, 40, 40. 48 years old before <laughs> we put out my masterpiece. Ooh. And it got me many Grammys. Uh, yes, that's right. Lord. That was great, Holden. Was I came up with that in the spot, too. I did it. <laughs> is Lord actually 48 years old? Yes. At this point, maybe even in her 50s. Uh, because these these rumors started quite a little while ago, so uh, here we go. Lord, right, releases the smash hit Royals at just sixteen years old, or so she claims. Oh <laughs> my god! In 2012, this this led to Grammy wins, massive stardom. She claimed she was born in 1996. Evidence says otherwise. Okay, so no, you, all right, so look up a picture of Lord if you're not familiar with her. She wrote that song that Holden was just parading Royals, and she was so young. But if you listen to, what's uh, Melodrama, that la her last album? I love which is, her last album. Oh my God, I, it's one, I think it's one of album. my favorite albums It's ever. very good. It's very and good. It, and she is, uh, she's so talented. She's talented beyond her ears, which... Is she 40 is she? years talented? Is she? But wait, can I just stop for one second, a quick second, to yeah. say, wait, Royals came out in 2012? Yeah. yeah dog. What? Yes, yeah, bro. Dog. Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Eight Christ. years ago. Eight. I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, right. dog. I know. I dude. would have said three years ago. Yeah, Brie wow. Bra. I'm, that's really going to. That's really gonna fuck with me, Holden. Yeah, it should fuck with you a lot, dude. <laughs> dude, -er. the song lyric from her song "Team" is interesting that I wrote down here. I'm kind of older than I was when I reveled without a care. 
very Whoa. fascinating evidence. Uh-huh. There was one time, this is a really funny one. There was one time she was talking to a reporter for an online magazine called Rookie, and she said that the Virgin Suicides, quote, really resonated with me as a teenager. I mean, I am still a teenager. Whoa! What is that? Uh, (laughs) When asked by by a Vanity Fair reporter if she had seen the internet conspiracies about her age, she just said deadpan directly to the reporter, Hi, I'm Ella, and I'm actually 45. Her (gasps) real name is Ella. Um, Yeah. Whoa. Ella Marie Jelani. So here's a little evidence that she might actually be who she says she is at the age she said she was. A Jezebel reporter, Emma Carmichael, paid New Zealand $17.02 for a copy of Ella Marie Jelani Yellick's birth certificate and got not an actual birth certificate, but a birth registration data printout that showed she was born on November 7th, 1996. My wife's birthday, actually. But isn't that um, a really creepy fucking thing to do? Right? Is to pay to get someone's birth certificate? That is weird, but there's a lot of rumors, Jackie. Yeah, and if you're look, a celebrity a- blogger, that's a fun thing. Yeah, I guess. But, but this is the thing. This is an easily doctored document. She was also promised an actual birth certificate to be in her possession, like, eventually, like, in the next couple weeks. Here's some more evidence that she's not, not 40. Deadspin reporter Ashley Feinberg follows up with Miss Carmichael years later. Miss Carmichael informs her she never did actually receive that real birth certificate. Bum, Only the bum, easily- bum. Yes. After that revelation, Emma went to the site howold.net, how-old.net, which we should actually mess around with. Um, that yeah, attempts immediately to, going there. It attempts to calculate a person's age based on uploading a photo of them, okay? It's not accurate at all, but <laughs> she tested it. She tested it out on a bunch of different people, from colleagues to politicians such as Jeb Bush and Ted Cruz. Every single instance, the software underestimated their ages by at least a few years and by a decade in some cases. Except... For Lord. Oh, my God. In one photo, Lord's age was estimated to be at 30. In another photo, she was 36. And finally, one photo had her at 49 years old. The photo claimed she was 20 at the time, which came out to an average of 40 years old. So do you think, so my mom has my mom lost my birth certificate. She has uh, my other siblings' birth certificates. Do you think she was trying to cover up? Maybe I'm actually 21 years old. <laughs> Are you orphan? <gasps> I am an orphan. I am a 21-year-old orphan. I I should I barely should have been drinking all of these years. I apparently <laughs> drank I, I drank way too early. Someone put me into some sort of rehabilitation home. <laughs> I'm way too young to be this beautiful and this and this far along in my career. Well, unfortunately, Jackie, I will be ignoring your cries for help. No, Holden, please. <laughs> I'm going to be the it. next I'm going to have to be the next one you have to go dig into my past. My past next week. Talk to the hand because the ear ain't listening. <laughs> oh, because I'm so young and you don't trust what I have to say. <laughs> I don't trust young people as far as I could fucking throw them across the room. Um, so, ladies, 
I'm going to go ahead and say this is the first celebrity conspiracy I kind of think I might believe. Wow. I think Lord is lying about her age. Yes. What do you guys think? 100%. I can see it. Talk about a time jump. Am I right? No, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare, Holden McNeely. You're going to get put into the ground bringing up the time jump. <laughs> and what's so funny about that website being like overestimating her age is that the universal 100% experience of anyone who has ever looked at a photograph of Lord is to say, wow, she looks like she's 40. Like, so she just does. She just looks like she's 40. So it's hilarious that this website is like, no, eh, there's she anything looks like she's wrong 40. with that either. No. She's beautiful. She's beautiful, but she just does look like she's 40. She looks very, very much in her 40s. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe she's in her 40s. Maybe she just has some weird jack like disease like the movie jack with robin williams where she looks like she's in oh i knew it i knew it <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah man that movie is rough very upsetting very very, very upsetting very sad especially because there's a real one so i shouldn't bring up the jack disease but i'm just saying she does look like she's 40 <laughs> No, she really does. I mean, we were just saying this about Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins looks like he's been in his, he was 10 and then he was 55. Yeah. You know, there was no in between. Right. Right. So, all right, we all believe it then, huh? Yes. We all believe it. 100%. Give me her birth. Don't go on howold.net, by the way, because apparently it's a a bad site. It's a scary site. It isn't a porn site. I opened it up and my computer was like, you don't want to go here. And I was like, okay, sorry. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for the list. Oh, who's on the list? Jackie, Jackie got that, that list. So well, smooth, I went down, Jackie. I definitely went down at warp time about, um, which we didn't even get into, and that's okay, celebrities and their ghost encounters. Oh, fantastic. Well, I mean, Natalie brings up a celebrity ghost encounter almost every episode of Pop History. She loves it. She loves celebrity ghost stories. She's always <laughs> talking about celebrity ghost stories, which is a wonderful show. And I recently saw that Christopher Maloney, which yum, yum, and my tum, tum, he is currently selling a haunted house. So I went down a little worm time and I found myself a list, which is 23 celebrities who have had actual ghost encounters. And of course, who is number one on the list? I feel like it makes complete sense. It's Kristen Stewart. She says she talks to ghosts. She says, if I'm in a weird, weird small town making a movie and I'm in a strange apartment, I will literally be like, no, please, I cannot deal. 
anyone else, but it cannot be me. Who knows what ghosts are, but there is an energy that I'm really sensitive to, not just with ghosts, but with people. People stain rooms all the time. And yes, that made me feel like that she's sitting in her own dookies and smearing it on the walls, (laughs) just like the Chipotle makeup. I've definitely stained some rooms, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but Kristen Stewart has big, I see ghosts everywhere I right. go Oh, vibes, yeah, you dog. Know? Um, Holden, was that Dookies or Cumbies? Uh, cum, cum Cums. Definitely cum, Cumbies. Cum, sure. Definitely Cumbies. <laughs> and I feel like another one. Cumbies. Makes sense on this list, Helena Bonham Carter. Definitely. As she prepared to take over Vanessa Kirby's portrayal of Princess Margaret for season three of The Crown, which she is amazing in... Helena Bottom Carter sought approval straight from the late royal herself with the help of a psychic medium. She says, my main thing when you play someone who is real, you kind of want their blessing because you have a responsibility. She said, apparently, she was glad it was me. She said, you're better than the other actress that they were thinking of. They will not admit who it was. It was me and somebody else. That made me think maybe she is here. Maybe that is classic Margaret thing to say. She was really good at complimenting you and putting you down at the same time. So um, apparently she also said that, uh, then she said, get the smoking right. I smoked in a very particular way. The cigarette holder was as much a weapon for expression as it was for smoking. <laughs> Do you believe it? Uh, yeah. I've, I definitely yep. believe she believes it. Yes, I definitely believe she believes it. And does that, do you think that means that someday I will have sex with a ghost because I believe in it? I think you have had sex with a ghost <gasps> and you don't realize it. <gasps> Has Jeffrey been dead this whole time? <laughs> no, don't six sense me. That's why he never talks. He just goes, oh, oh. oh my. Now it makes so much. Oh, my God. What do I do? <laughs> Every what time do I'm like, I Jeffrey, do? how's L.A.? How are you doing these days? Free me. No wonder he has, he's just like the invisible man. He's always all wrapped up so I can see him. And he's always wearing trench coats. And I'm like, Jeff, it's too hot. Take the (laughs) trench coat off. Uh, You know who else is scared? Kendall Jenner. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) No, not because she's actually. She is a a horrifying human being. Go on. I I will say she's very scary. She looks otherworldly, I will say. Mm -hmm. She does. She does. She's seen something. Yes. And she says, in the house my mom lives in, Kylie and I would always hear footsteps on the roof while (laughs) no one was home. Maybe it was Santa Claus. Kylie's shower used to turn on all the time. We never knew why. So, yeah, I'm convinced it was a ghost. Have you guys? No. Ever no. heard ha! a ghost? When I hang out, when I was a child and I hung out with friends, like when I was like under, I'm going to say 11 years old, and I hung out with friends who very much believed in ghosts and I stayed at their houses, it was spooky and I would believe in ghosts during that time. And then I would go home and get my head right and I would be like, you know what? I was just in a strange house in a dark nighttime at other people's homes and they were getting me all scared and so I've been there where I'm like <gasps> bloody berries here but I, right. I I don't think I have truly interacted with a ghost but I'm open to it I've been scared I've been scared before of course but uh yeah I'm gonna go ahead and say I think and I've talked about this at length with Lexi who's a lot more open to the spiritual world I personally, I think I am too logic-brained, and like my head just is too closed off to to the even the notion of it. 
So like, I don't actually, I've never actually experienced anything. You gotta be open. You gotta yeah. be open. You have to, if you want it, you gotta be mm-hmm. open. You gotta feel around for it. I definitely believe in ghosts. I believe in energies. I'm all into that kind of stuff. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a Scully more than a Mulder, but there have been a handful <laughs> of times where like, where I re- like uh, that that I felt or experienced something that I was like I truly feel like I did experience an energy there and I don't the scully in me does not know how to explain it right she wants to believe <laughs> but do you want to believe Lucy Hale because Lucy no, Hale says she has a ghost I in her house yes I'm talking Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars everything you skipped over Gigi Hadid, <laughs> Chloe Sevigny. Oh, yeah. We're, I'm skipping. I'm skipping over because I wanted to get right to the juice. Because Lucy Hale says doors close, not slam, but they close. And I have a motion sensor that lights up in my apartment, and I swear it lights up sometimes when there's nothing under it. And my, dar- my dog barks a lot. I don't feel threatened, that threatened, but it definitely freaks me out. I will say... Henry's current place of living, the apartment that he lives in, is definitely haunted. There's something in there. I don't know what it you is. You creeped me out about about Henry's apartment too. We both slept there. It was. It's. There's a weird feeling inside of the house. Yeah. Sometimes I get a weird vibe. I mean, I will say I'm going to call out your brother and say he's not the best at interior decorating. So I think that in certain ways. It just feels off because you're like, why is the table here? Why is there a chair over it? You know what I mean? <laughs> That'll make it feel haunted. Yeah, feng shui is not as number yeah, one Yeah, it just thing. makes it feel off a little bit. You're like, why is everything like just not in a conducively sort of laid out way for comfort? Was this the place you live, Jackie? <laughs> yes, and I never, so, I, so now whenever I watch Wendy, I sleep in the living room, and I sleep on a blow-up mattress in the living room, and... It's weird in the living room. Like, I, I actually told him, I was like, I can't stay there anymore. I had to start bringing Wendy to my house. So what, what, yeah, what were the experiences, though, that they had had and that you had had? Like, they were actual legit stuff. Henry Not swears that they, he calls it the gremlin. Things move in the house. And he also, which I will say that I, I can support this notion. And I don't know if it's just because he's a bit of a tornado of a human being but he puts (laughs) his keys in the same place he puts his keys in the same place every day he always puts his keys in the same place and there was one time he couldn't find the key like to the point he's just like i have no idea where possibly the keys could be i have no idea and he'll lose them every once in a while but they were zipped up in a suitcase that he hadn't touched in like two weeks. That's cool. That's and, he, and he's like, I didn't touch. I didn't put them in there. There's no reason. I left the house yesterday. There's no reason why they should be in there. And I like they have feel a presence that they feel like they, that they don't. The presence doesn't want them there anymore. But also, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. But we've talked to neighbors before, and a dude that does not believe in spirits of any kind has told us about this one presence that he has seen the outline of multiple times in the parking garage. And he's like, it's crazy. He's like, I was walking 
And I heard footsteps behind me, like there was someone behind me. And I looked back and there was nothing. And then I turned and I walked back again. So it was the kind of door where you have to unlock it with a key so because it locks automatically. And he heard the footsteps again. So he had a bunch of stuff in his hand. So he held the door open because it's obviously someone was coming right behind him. He turned around, nobody there, but then uh. he felt something go through his body. And that was it. He's like, I, and he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't believe in this stuff. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's unhappy. Wow, yeah. And hasn't and haven't other neighbors corroborated this garage thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And not in the same conversation either. In different conversations that we had had with people, someone had, like had left, had moved out twice, and for some weird circumstances, moved back into the building twice, and all all three times of them living there because they had to move back to that specific spot. They were like terrorized in yeah. this place. I think LA is one of the most haunted cities. I think LA, New Orleans, yeah, Chicago, Chicago, like more haunted. even so it's than New York. Here. Like there, I, LA has a vibe to it. There is just so much shady shit happening behind closed doors in LA that I feel like that's what makes it just so damn haunted, you know? It's a city of secrets! <laughs> oh, Ooh. my God. Wait, there might actually be a ghost in this apartment. Uh, Something appears uh, to be covering uh, uh, up my eyeballs, oh, no, closing my eyelids against my... Or maybe I'm going blind? Blind uh, items! We, we can't, you can't see Yeah, we didn't do that, right? I forgot how to do it. them! <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining me for Blind Items, listeners at home, and Molly and Jackie. Today will be a real doozy. It's actually not thank that much. Thank you. It's very normal. It's very normal. This is I'm a lot excited of fun, for it, baby. This first one's a lot of fun. Apparently, this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor, said something to his publicity team because they reached out to everyone who wrote about the actor's new movie concept. They were not reaching out, though, about the project, but rather the photo everyone seemed to be using, which has never was never approved by the actor and is one he hates. It makes him look at least a decade older, and you have to squint to realize it's him. So, you, And it's not Lord, because... <laughs> yeah, it's a guy, not Lord. It is a hilarious photo. I did look it up, and it does make him look older. He's a guy that does his own stunts. He's very daredevil-y. Tom Cruise. Yes. That, oh. that was almost too obvious. Tom Cruise, and it's so funny. Look up Tom Cruise talking about because he wants he plans to shoot a film in outer space with the help of NASA and SpaceX. And if you look up like the art an, an article, like I, I think mine was TMZ. It is a pretty terrible photo of him. It's like from below. <laughs> he's got like an extra chin. It's like so hilariously like he's like hasn't shaved in a few days. Like he just ah, looks ah good. He just looks a little rough, rough for you know. He does look that bad, all you know, because it's still Tom Cruise. Of course not. He's still Tom Cruise. But he's completely made up at all times. It's so funny. Like it's. Yeah, I just love that that would be a thing. But like, hey, can you not use that photo? It sounds like a curb your enthusiasm like, premise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's also it makes me think of like when Beyonce was like, get rid of all the pictures of me that makes me look bad. I don't even know if she necessarily said that. It's probably a PR person right. that did it. That's true, But when they too. like scour the internet to take uh, down forever pictures that are bad of them where it's like, can you imagine? I have thousands of bad oh my pictures God, of it's, me. It's uh, so, so many, many of them. Every, for me, every, every one of them. Um, <laughs> Next up, we've That's got... That's not true. You got a couple nice pictures. Whatever. 
Even her own publicist has no idea what to do any longer about the strange world in which the permanent A++ list singer resides. We are witnessing in real time what happens to someone when the powers that be decided your time is up and the celebrity melts down instead of going away silently until some Lifetime Achievement Award in a decade or so. Madonna. Yeah, you got it right. It's Madonna? Oh, I thought it was going to be Mariah Carey, my bad. No, she recently attended a party in person after saying she recently took a test the other day, as she is quoted to say, and I found out I have the antibodies. And also that she planned to, quote, go for a long drive in in the car to breathe in the COVID-19 air. The COVID-19 air. She was seen hugging celebrity photographer Stephen Klein in videos, which led to a bunch of criticism for not following social distancing guidelines after she said she had, like, gotten it and stuff. It's just, um, she's just, she's not being smart about the way that she's, but she's, She's kind of been a disaster since MDMA, I feel She's like. been falling apart for a while. Yeah, she's been having a rough one. And I feel like it, it's got to be hard to be a celebrity who thrives on constant um, like events and like uh, you know confirmation of how awesome you are. You're Madonna. Oh, my God, Madonna's here. It doesn't matter if you've been mediocre for a while. And thriving on constantly reinventing yourself successfully. Right, right. So when you start doing it unsuccessfully, because you're maybe, I don't know, getting a little out of touch. Right. Getting, like, not embracing the fact that you are getting into older age and you know that's its own phase in life and that doesn't mean you can't reinvent yourself in old age but i feel like she's she's trying to do it in the ways she used to do it and you you gotta find like different new ways to do that but also right now you don't have an audience you know if you're used to having an audience by going people where like if you're used to having an audience by going places and having the kind of high that comes with that, then it is hard out there to be somebody who needs the eyes of a lot of others to see you in order to feel fulfilled. For sure. Well, I imagine it's also probably fairly easy to be like, I'm older and I'm an icon. I can say whatever I want to say. Right. But in times like this, it's like, you really you can't. Well, this is the funny, like, not- the funny paradox of the ce- for the celebrity right now. You thrive on attention. You thrive on an audience and things like that. And therefore love to say, put things out into the ether and have people look at it and respond to it. And at the same time, essentially... If you're living in a mansion right now, you do, you really don't have. There's really nothing you're gonna say that's gonna be like go go give money to someone. Right. But there's nothing you're gonna do or say on an Instagram post right now that's gonna give you get you anything other than like for the most part like criticism and stuff. Especially when you're trying to like talk about the pandemic. I mean, if you're not talking about the pandemic, so you're doing whatever. But it's when it's. When you're trying to say some profound shit about what's going on, it just it, it, it is yeah, like a the deflated basketball. It just like flops <laughs> out of the ground. It's just like a dirty, you know, uh, shit in the sub in the tunnels of the subway. You know, it just plops down yeah, on the ground. Man. A bird might pick at it, but nothing else is gonna want to get near it. Ugh, it's just it's a schmear, man. It's just you're just shitting all over the place when she's in her tub talking about the great equilibrium and how it's just making us all equal now. Get fucked, Madonna. <laughs> Dude, you're done. All right, final one for the day. I hope it does not curse you for the rest of your lives. I also hope it doesn't. Lots of celebrities are on this personalized website to interact with fans and make a few bucks. 
This back-in-the-day B-plus list actress from an entertainment family also has ways fans can get up close and personal with her on video or in person. They just have to send her an email and express an interest in being her, quote, sponsor. Sponsor like an AA sponsor? I think or... like a sort of give her money for some sort of sexual exchange, I think. is. What's oh! Is it Lindsay Lohan? No, that's a good obvious guess. Uh, this she's definitely fallen from grace, and as of late with issues. We mentioned her in a pop history episode not too long ago because she is in a movie we talked about. Is she in the same generation as Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little older. A little older. And we we mentioned her in a pop history episode. Yes, we did a episode about a very fun movie. Was it? And clueless? Was it? Yes, it was Clueless. And oh, it's Alicia no. Silverstone Stacey or Stacey Dash. Dash? No, it's Stacey Dash. She's she was currently bad. selling videos. She's cried Yeah, she's been very bad. She's crazy. She's bad. And she's been selling videos to fans for $50 on Cameo, but apparently you can get some other sort of funner videos, some might consider, by emailing her. I mean, she's beautiful, but it doesn't beat out the crazy that lives inside her brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can see again, and I see my friends, and I never, ever, oh. ever want the show to end, but of course <laughs> it will, because it's an hour ten, and that's around the time the show ends. <laughs> But first, I'm just going to do, I've got a, just a couple shout outs that I want to do. Um, and thank you guys so much for hitting me up. I love hearing from you guys. And oh, I forgot that I was going to talk about Mary Kate Olsen and Olivier Sarkozy's uh, divorce. But you know what? I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> so I guess that's all I'm going to say about it. When you when you marry a full grown man, you, um, you kind of creep us at this point. But I do want to <laughs> send a shout out. To wonderful Sophie, your sister Kim wants to say congratulations on graduating college. This is her second go around of going to college because her mom went through a lot of bad health stuff. I'm not going to get into it right now, but she took time off, had a rough time. She went back to college and now she can't get the proper graduation even though she's worked so fucking hard to get it. So I just want to say that we here are proud of you. And your sister Kim is also proud of you, Sophie, for killing it, for just for doing the most, for going through a divorce, for go, for getting for working through all of it and getting your congratulations here on page seven. And we love you. And that's so fucking amazing because I will say I um, I didn't deserve the graduation I got. I'm going to throw that out there because uh, I think a lot more people are not getting graduations this year and because I definitely just drank my way through college. So by the end, I was like, I guess I got my theater degree. Yeah. Um, I also want to send a birthday fun time shout out to my friend. Your husband hit me up. His name is Daniel. And I wanted to say happy 30. Well, I shouldn't say I can't say somebody's age. Happy birthday to Tara, who is thick with child she is thick with a child and she is going to be having a baby in july and your husband loves you so much tara and he just wanted to give you a shout out because you know also molly you understand you just had your first mother's day where you weren't thick with child where you could have celebrated and then you couldn't because of the global pandemic (laughs) 
So, you know, again, I and I've proposed this. I don't know if I've said this on this show yet. I really think if you have someone in your life that especially through the bad times, if they had a birthday, have another birthday for him. Mm -hmm. I've given Jeff the opportunity. He can choose whatever date he wants. That will be we'll have another birthday where we can go out and spend time with friends and have fun things to do. And, you know, we just have to look to the future because the sun is shining and good times are ahead. I can feel it. No sugar and a five-year time jump. So get <laughs> used to it. If get I, used to I it. need, I get, someone get me a soda and a piece of candy. <laughs> I made it through, though. I didn't, I barely yelled in this episode, guys. Yeah. You, you really found your inner not hungry person. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you found your inner not hungry person. Man, you want to talk about hangry. Oh, man. I have been frowning. I'm working on my frowning skills. <laughs> um, all right. This is good. Five-year time jump. So we'll talk to you guys next week. No sugar. And uh, yeah, until then, um, we don't have a sign off. You were about to start singing Talking TV. I could feel it. I know. I was about to start singing Talking TV. But you don't get to hear that song unless you join our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. I'm sorry. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. How dare you? (laughs) You traitor. But check out that other Patreon as well. That other Patreon as well. Uh, But also, uh, yes, no, please. Page seven podcast on Patreon. It is uh, at, at, at least, at the very least, an episode of Talking TV a week with Jackie and I for just $5, but Jackie's adding a bunch of extra stuff on there too, so it's fantastic. I do want to give myself a shout out right now Ugh. because, guys, today I just recorded the last chapter of Model Land by Tyra Banks. Wow. We did it. We did it. We did it Did together. you like the ending? How did you like the ending? We did it together. It is, it is the end of a book, <laughs> and we did it. And I'm so excited, and you can listen to the entire audiobook on our Patreon page. And guys, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I've decided that the next audiobook I'm going to do is Rebels City of Indra, the story of Lex and Livia by the ones, the onlys. Kylie and Kendall Jenner. I am excited about this journey. Come join me on the journey before I get a season desist. And I'm going to keep going until I get one, though. I'll tell you what. Keep it going. Until then, you can check us out twitch.tv forward slash holdenatorshove. Jack and I do a stream at 6 p.m. every Friday, and it's always a party. It's been so much fun these days to hang out with everybody, and we need to be hanging out right now. Molly? Uh, I am MJKLCat on Instagram. We love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us. And you know what? I'll have sugar again someday. I will, guys. <laughs> Just one more week and a half, and I'll, 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 I'll get back to it. It's Bye, five year time jump. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. 
Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.